0: Thanks for joining us at Reveal, a Jesus-centered community. To learn more about us and what's going on, check us out on the web at www.revealvineyard.com. We hope in the minutes to come, you're able to find God, find others, and find yourself. Thanks again for listening. Well, hey, sadly, we are on the final week of our series where we have been answering the most important question of all of life. What on earth am I here for? Why do I exist? Why did God create me? And we have been unpacking the five uh, purposes in life, or the five reasons why God created you. We've been unpacking Scripture to discover why we are here. Quick review for you. can't go into it very uh, deep, but we'll go through it quickly to get you up to speed. First, we said that we are called to be loved. Specifically, we are called to be loved By God, one of the passages that have pushed us forwards has been Ephesians 1, 5, that even before he, God, made the world, God loved us. Before anything was created, before anything was, God already loved you. That means that you cannot earn his love, nor can you remove his love, because it's the decision that God has made to love you. God is calling us to himself so he can love us, which means... That before you ever follow God, before you serve God, before you ever become a warrior for the things of God, your first purpose in life is to simply allow God to love you. Because that's why he created you. And so your first purpose was created, called to be loved by God. Second purpose, we are called to belong. Because God loves us, God did not want to leave us a spiritual orphan. And so he invites us into his family. It's pushed us forward in uh, this, this passage here. God decided in advance to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. This is what he wanted to do, and notice what it did. It gave him great pleasure. God adopted you into his family because he does not want you to go through your spiritual journey alone. And what is the physical representation of the family of God on earth? It is the church. God's invited you to be part of his church family because you were created to connect. 1 Peter chapter 2 gives the metaphor of spiritual building blocks that God is using to build his church. Really what it says is that you are a spiritual Lego that God is using each one of us to build his church, that he calls people in and places them where he desires as spiritual Legos, spiritual building blocks to build his church because you are called, you are created to connect. Third purpose, we are called to become. This is good news, means that we are a work in progress, that I am under construction, that God is doing something in me and to me and through me. This is the promise of Philippians 1.6 that we just pray that he who began a good work in you will continue that work in you until the day of completion, until the day of Christ Jesus. You were created to become, not to become a what, to become like a who, you were created to become like Jesus. That doesn't mean that you will ever be a God, that's not what scripture says. But you are created, you are called to reflect the teachings, the life, the values of Jesus, the Son God. Of God. Look at Romans 8:29. For God knew his people in advance, and he chose them what? To become like his son. And then last week we discussed our fourth purpose, where we said, We are called to bless, or we are called to serve others. Ephesians 2:10. We are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, right? You are a masterpiece of God, being created and recreated by God to do the plans and purposes of God. And part of God's purpose for our lives is to serve other people and to bless them. Jesus said that that you're to model my life. Well, what did Jesus say? He said that I did not come to be served, but I came to serve. And so if Jesus is our model, then we model our lives after him and we serve other people. Understand something very important. That every follower of Jesus is a minister now not every follower of Jesus is a pastor right but you can pastor you can certainly shepherd people but every follower of Jesus is a minister meaning i don't care what it is that you do to collect a paycheck you are a minister at that job at that school in that house and your neighborhood wherever it is that you find yourself you are a minister because you have been called to serve. You have been called to bless. Matter of fact, scripture says that you have been called to give your life away. Listen to what Jesus says in Mark 8, 35. He says, if you try to keep your life for yourself, which is what we normally do because we're all life preservers. We try to preserve ourselves. But Jesus says, if you try to keep your life for yourself, you will lose your life. But if you give your life, For my sake and for the sake of the good news, you will find life. Here's what Jesus is saying, is that you cannot be my follower and be consumed with yourself. It just does not work that way. And so your purpose, your calling in life, one of the five is to bless others, is to serve, is to give yourself away. Here's what Jesus is saying if he said it in modern day social media circles. Whoever devotes themselves to themselves will in the end have nothing but themselves to show for themselves. That if you devote yourself only to yourself at the end of your life, the only thing you will have to show for your life is your life. And I know that's not how you want to go out, that you want to have something more to show for yourself. Say, last week in your bulletin, they're in there again, we had this, what on earth am I here for, called to bless form. And I challenge you that if Reveal is your church, it's time for you to begin to serve your church family. And there's all kinds of ministries opportunities in here, front and back. Listen, our church is big enough that we should not have any holes in the ministries that we have. If all of us take up our part and do what we've been called to do and be servants and to bless other people, my hope is is that you take one of these home, take it to lunch, begin to think about, pray about where it is that you can serve and get involved. Start making a difference with your life. All right, the uh, final one, wrap up today's message, looking at our fifth, fifth purpose or calling. We are called to be loved, we are called to belong, we are called to become, we are called to bless, and then we are called to be sent. If you want to know what on earth am I here for, here's what scripture says. You are called, created to be loved by God. You are called, created to belong to the family of God. You have been called, created to become the man or woman that God wants you to become. You are called and created to bless other people by serving them. And you are called, you have been created to be sent into the world with a message. Join me as we pray. Lord, it's been a good journey As we've been uh, unpacking Scripture and we wrap it up today with an important message of how the message of the cross and the message of the resurrection um, is expanded and how it filters into the world around us. And so speak very clearly to us today, Holy Spirit. Have your way among us. Uh, Do what only you can do within us, we pray. We invite you, Holy Spirit, have your way. Teach us. Move us. Send us. We ask that uh, as we continue to study your word, we remain in an attitude of worship, and we remain in an attitude of worship even through our giving, as we worship you through our resources. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Let's talk about our calling to be sent. Now as we continue to unpack this fifth purpose, I want you to understand something important about the Bible. I'm going to summarize the entire Bible in 11 words. The entire Bible is the story of God gathering a family. I think that's 11 words. The entire Bible is the story of God gathering a family. Every account, every prophet, every leader, every battle from Adam to Jesus and beyond is the narrative, the account of God gathering creation unto himself, calling a family to himself. Now... I want you to understand something. Scripture tells us that everyone is created by God, everyone is loved by God, but you have to accept to be a child of God. You have to embrace the invitation that God is giving, right? At this moment, the invitation is freely being offered to you. God is trying to adopt you into his family, but you have to choose whether or not you will embrace that invitation and be part a, a child of God in the family of God. Remember when uh, and Facebook when poking was big, God is poking you. Right now, God has extended a friend invitation to you, but you have to accept the friend invitation. And the invitation is going out to everyone continually, even at this moment. If you've never accepted the invitation, God is giving the invitation to you today to become a son or a daughter of God, to embrace your five purposes in life. So the Bible says that the story of God, or the Bible is the story of God, at work, gathering a family to himself. And how did God gather? He gathered by sending someone into the world with his message of love and forgiveness. He sent someone into the community, into the world with the message of the cross. Look at Romans ten, thirteen through 15. Anyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved, right? Anyone who accepts the invitation of God will become a new creature. Old things passed away, new things have come. But how can they call on him to save them unless they believe in him? And how can they believe in him if they've never heard about him? And how can they hear about him unless someone tells them? And how will anyone go and tell them without being sent? The message of the cross and the resurrection reached you because faithful, ordinary men and women said yes to being sent and took the message of of the resurrection, the message of the cross, with them. And it jumped borders and it swam oceans until it rested upon you. But listen, now you and I are a carrier of that message. You and I are being sent into the world with the message of redemption. You, me, we are being sent with a message that the world needs to hear the message of the cross, the message of the resurrection, the fifth purpose of your life. You are being called to be sent out, whatever it is you do, with a message that matters. We are now carriers of the good news. Listen, listen, listen. doesn't matter what you do. doesn't matter how you pay the bills. You have a message that you should be carrying with you. Look at 2 Corinthians 5. Through Christ... God made peace between us and himself. It's the first part. Then, after God made peace with you through Jesus, then, or we could say now, God is giving us the work or the calling of bringing others into peace with him. So not only did God stop, God did not stop with you once you became at peace with God, but now God says, now I want you to take that message that you received and I want you to carry it to others because I want I'm gathering a family. I'm gathering people unto myself. In other words, we are God's marquee. We are a living billboard for the message of grace and the message of redemption. Look, the Bible says it like this, John 20, 21. Jesus said, peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. Listen carefully what Jesus is saying. The Father sent me. Scripture says, he laid aside the privileges of heaven, because of, he was sent. And now Jesus said, in the same way that I was sent, I am sending you, meaning you will need to lay aside some of the privileges of earth. Yeah, we don't like that part, do we? The Father sent me and I laid aside the privileges of heaven, so now I am sending you, which means you will need to lay aside, you will have to sacrifice something because you are no longer about you. Right? Right? You put me in charge, Jesus is saying, meaning you're part of the work that I am doing, and what am I doing? I'm gathering a family. And so now I am sending you out into the world to gather a family. It's quite beautiful, What the, 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 the imagery and the privilege that God offers to us in his work. Our mission, for as long as God gives us breath, is to move the message of God forward. Jesus says it like this, you did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you, right, called you so that you might go and bear fruit and fruit that will last. Fruit is a metaphor of a well-lived Christian life, of a successful, productive, fulfilling life. And Jesus said, I want you to bear fruit, but I don't want you to just bear fruit that appears for a season. I want the followers, I want my followers to produce fruit that will last forever. I want them to produce fruit Produce fruit that is ongoing. Now, let's have a reality check. Let's, let's be honest. Most of what we do in life is not going to last. not saying it's bad, but let's just be honest. Most of what we do in life is not going to last. In other words, no one's going to care how I spent my time 2, 5, 10, 20 years from now. In other words, no one's going to care what movies I saw in five years from now you book readers, no one's going to care what books you read 10 years from now, right? No one's going to care what you did on your summer vacation. No one's going to care what parts I put on my motorcycle, and I love putting parts on the bike. Not that any of those things are bad, right? Don't get me wrong. They're not bad, but let's at least keep it in perspective. They're not fruit that will last. And so Jesus says, if you're going to make a difference, if you're going to be about something, then be about something that will have lasting fruit. And what will last? People. Literally, their their eternities are at stake. And so Jesus says, invest in something that will last. People, eternity is at stake. There's nothing you can do that's more important than helping someone to determine their eternal destiny. See, I think one day someone's gonna find you in heaven and say, you don't know it, but I'm here because of you. Now, you may have not been there when when they crossed that line of faith, whatever that would look like for that individual you may have not been there you may have not 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 had a part to play in that but i do believe that there will be people that will find you that will tell you that you were my inspiration you were the person at work that i looked to as a follower of christ and, and and learned from you prayed for me that day you encouraged me that day it was your invitation that i eventually came to church i didn't go to your church but because you invited me consistently one day i did go to church and it changed me people will find you in heaven and say you had a part to play in my eternity because you were a carrier of that message. William James says, the greatest use of your life is to invest it in that which will outlast it. The greatest use for your life is to invest it into something that will outlast it. Are you doing that? Are you producing any fruit that will last? If not, it's never too late. It's always growing season with God. It's not too late. Listen, again, to the final words of Jesus to his people, to his church. Very simple. Matthew 28, 19, go and make disciples. Go. In other words, get out of here and go do something. You're being called. You're being sent with a message that can transform the world. He's not talking to pastors and just to missionaries. He's talking to every follower of Jesus. To go and be sent. I love how Paul summarizes his life. In Acts 20, 24, he says, but my life is worth nothing to me unless I use it for finishing the work, finishing my call, finishing my ministry, finishing my purpose. In other words, do what I've been created to do. And then he considers to say, finishing the work assigned to me. Next slide, please. please. Assigned to me by the Lord Jesus. The work of, he's like, here's my calling, here's my purpose, whatever I'm doing, this this is the top box. Telling others the good news about the wonderful grace of God. Listen, what on earth am I here for? You are called to be loved by God. You are called to belong to the family of God. You are called to become the man and woman that God is creating you to be. You are called to bless and to serve others. And you are called to be sent with the message of the grace of God. It's a message that the world needs to hear. So quickly, how do we complete this calling? Let me just give you four really quick thoughts on this. How do we complete our calling? First is that I have to share with those in my world. In other words, who's around you right now? Who is it that's around you? Who is it that's at your work or at your favorite restaurant that you always see or at school or in your neighborhood living next door or maybe that person in the local coffee shop? Who's that friend or family member that you have a relationship with? You're going to have to take it upon yourself to be sent into their life with a message that God has for them listen don't buy the lie there's a myth out there that says people aren't interested in spiritual issues I don't agree with that matter of fact polls coming out now actually show that Americans are very interested in spiritual issues they're just not interested in how the church has approached it because the church has made it ugly and has messed it up but it's not that they're against the idea of Jesus and so on the door, on the, the sign outside, this is a Jesus-centered community. Represent Jesus. Forget about all the stuff the church has adopted and brought with them, right? Some of that stuff might be good, some of it's bad. Jesus is all good all the time. And so represent him. People are not against spiritual conversations. They're not against the idea of, of, of exploring spiritual truths. They're just looking for something that's real and something that's authentic and something of action and real change. One of the easiest ways for you to invest in the lives of other people is to simply invite them to church. Now look, I hope if Reveal is your church that you like your church. Like I hope you're not here thinking, how did I get here again? Right? If that's your attitude, there are a lot of churches, right? Go find one, seriously, seriously. If this isn't a place that you can invite people to, this might not be your church, right? Listen, what I want you to understand is that a lot of effort goes into presenting something of value for regardless of who comes through those doors. I want you to know that if you invite someone that when I'm doing a message, I'm thinking this through, through someone who might be a guest here. Matter of fact, the decor starts with that, with, with that thinking in mind. It's why there's no banners in here saying, are you washed in the blood? That's a little weird for someone coming in, right? That's on purpose. I've had people come to me and say, I have this banner and all these Christianese sayings. It's like, that's just not who we are. Hey, I'm all for the blood of Christ and the washing of the blood and, 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 and what the cross represents and the death and the burial and the resurrection of Jesus. But let's make sure we're presenting in a way that makes sense to people. And so the decor even of what we do here, there's a reason behind it. The way that we do worship is to lead people into into the presence of God, that they may experience God. I heard many stories of people like, I came, I wasn't even sure what I was experiencing. There was just something here. They don't even realize that that's the presence of God. My message, I hope I'm delivering something that's inspiring and authentic and practical for you. That's by design. I never want to just phone it in and be like, eh, they'll come back next week if I give them a bomb, right? right can you invite people to your church i hope so it's an easy way to have influence in them look everyone should have this go to that next slide everyone should have this little invitation on their phone and you can go to reveal slash invite and you can download this on your smartphone there should be some copies out there uh in the lobby as well i suggest you get it on your phone because you can text it to family and friends when you're in a conversation with someone who's going through something difficult say hey why don't you consider coming to church with me i'm going to text you an invitation where they can find God, find others, and find themselves. Everyone should be inviting people, including people, into uh, the, the, the presence of God where we have no idea what God might do through a simple invitation. So you want to fulfill your calling. Start by sharing with those who are in your world, those who are around you. Number two, I have to dare to reach beyond my world. Part of being sent means that I have to move beyond my comfort zone means people who are different from me, people with different backgrounds and educations and cultures and languages and and, and economics that, uh, that, that we have to be able to reach beyond just that which is comfortable. Look at 1 Corinthians 9. It says, to the weak I became weak that I might win the weak I have become all things to all men, or we could say to all women, so that by all means I might save some. Paul's saying, look, I'm willing to do whatever I can do to reach as many people as I can. You know, in the 60s and 70s, there was this idea called the, uh, the Homogeneous Church Project. And what it says is that white people should reach white people, and black people should reach black people, and Hispanics should reach Hispanics, and Asians should reach Asians. And that was the push. Why? I mean, do you really think we're going to get in the kingdom of God and there's going to be the English-speaking section? I mean, is that what the kingdom is? The kingdom of God is everyone coming to worship, everyone part of the family of God. That's why Scripture says there's no male, female, Jew, or Greek. It doesn't matter anymore, right? Thank God that the, that the tide is turning to just saying, look, let, 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 let's all of us come together. Let's all of us come together and be worshipers of the same Jesus. Amen. Right? So Paul says, I've become all things to all people that I might save some. Listen, church, this is why your church is involved in India. This is why we started a school. This is why we uh, fund the school. This is why we pay for the teachers and the curriculum. Us alone, we do that. This is why we invest in the English classes and the computer classes. This is why uh, in India, this is why we do uh, uh, for a hundred plus. Children in the slums of India, we provide them Christmas with singing and food and dancing and sharing of the, of the Christmas story and providing presents for them. We do that. Why? Because we have to branch out beyond ourselves. This is why we do medical missions in the slums, the worst parts of the world, right? Because it matters to bring Jesus to people. This is why we give away free backpacks and school supplies and haircuts and back-to-school bashes, and this is why we put on the Fall Fiesta, and this is why we'll do the VBS, and this is why your church provides snack packs for hungry children in Title I schools around our community. This is why we're one of the first places schools call when they have a family that's in need, because we want to branch out of just us further than that. We want to put our money where our mouth is, so to speak. This is why your church has done so much work in the community. But listen, listen, listen. We're not done yet. See, I have this dream that one day we're going to have hundreds of people coming to our church for Thanksgiving food boxes. But you know what? I can't lead that ministry. One of you are going to have to lead it. Someone who is... Uh, uh, Well-versed enough to put this thing together to start doing food drives figure out where we're going to collect it How we're going to advertise it what we're going to do so we can spring open our doors and say if you're in the community And you need food for thanksgiving. We got you covered I can't lead it. I'm already stretched too thin We need to start planning our next revive our community event where we go out in the community and we do various activities You know, we shut down church on sunday and go out and serve again. I can't do that anymore We're already too big for that that there's other things that we need to be a part of. We need to start planning a a, a trip to Mexico that's low cost, that more people can get involved in, but I can't leave that. I'm putting it out to you to begin to pray about what God might have you do that we could expand the message that we have been sent to give. Listen, listen, listen to Acts 1.8. I love this passage. You will receive power, right? You will receive power. Uh, dunamis, that's where we get dynamite from, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witness in Jerusalem and in Judea and in Samaria, which by the way was was, was a different culture that the Jews weren't too keen about, and in Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Now, where were they when Jesus said this? They were in Jerusalem. So Jesus is saying, you will be my witness in your hometown. But guess what, it doesn't stop there. He doesn't say, "You you will be my witness in your hometown, then you will expand He says, and, in other words, it's at the same time. The call of Jesus, it's simultaneous, not sequential. You will be my witness everywhere and anywhere that you go. Why? Because this message is too big to be contained. Let me tell you one of my pet peeves, one of the things I don't like. I hate it. I hate it when I hear people say, well, we we should just focus in our own backyard.'" We should focus on humanitarian aid uh, that the church is doing, you know, feeding people to eventually bring them to Jesus. We should focus on people in our own backyard. We have people in in our own country uh, that need to be evangelized, which we do. We have people in our own country need to be evangelized, people that need to be helped, people that need to be shared the gospel. We should start with them. I hate that. It is not the gospel message of God. Listen, listen, listen. I love this country, but do not wrap a flag around the cross. Do not wrap a flag around the message of God because it's too big for that. Do you get it? Some of you are like, you're upset. No, 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 don't be upset. I love our country. I love our, if you've served in the military, I love that. Matter of fact, I tell my wife, if I could go back and redo it and get in, I would have served. That's one of my regrets in life, all right? But the gospel message is far bigger than just a country or politics. And when we wrap a flag around the cross, when we wrap a flag around the resurrection, we're doing a disservice to the message of God. Listen, you don't really believe that God rejoices more when an American comes to faith, do you? Of course not. It's preposterous even to think about it. So the message of God, yes, local, absolutely local, but bigger than local, It's abroad as well. It's everywhere at the same time. Listen, listen. If you're going to fulfill your purpose, you have to dare to reach beyond your world into that which may be a little uncomfortable. Last two. Two other things you can do is pray. Pray that people will say yes to God. Hey, Skylar, can you do me a favor and shut off that unit over here, please? It's on one of these sides. Thank you. To pray that people will say yes to God. Pray pray for the move of the Holy Spirit, pray for opportunity, pray for boldness, pray for your church, pray for revival, pray for your hometown, and pray for the church abroad. Pray that that people would be receptive to the gospel, and all of us can be a part of that. Here's my last thought. Give to help others go. Very few of us can jump on a plane and go travel the world with this message. But some can, and some do, and some have a specific calling to be a missionary. The Bible says that when we support these people, that their work actually becomes our work, that we become a participant in what they're doing. Look at uh, 3 John. It says, for they are traveling for the Lord, and they accept nothing from people who are not believers. So we ourselves should support them. Why? So that we can be their partners as they teach the truth. You can be a part of that. Let me just talk about some reveal missions uh, here. Uh, First, uh, this is Emmanuel and Joyce uh, Krishi, phenomenal people uh, who went to India to uh, start a church. And uh, I mean, I was walking with him as he was doing that. I'm "I'm telling him, Emmanuel, you're crazy. Like, who do you know there? We don't know anybody anymore. You know, they were born there, left there at a young age. We're out here for, you know, I don't know how long. And then at age 60, decided to go back. And there are contacts. Um, right? It's, it's through our partnership that we have a school and the, the computer classes and the education and people are coming to the Lord and what they're sowing into and all. You can support them. Go to uh, revealvineyard.com, hit the Give, give tab, and then uh, a a Vineyard. There's an opportunity for you to give to a missionary that, will, uh, that is doing the work of God abroad. Here's another opportunity, a missionary locally. Uh, Jana McDonald is the leader of Young Life here in our community. They're ministering to 125-plus kids. Every week uh, from middle school all the way up through college, I believe, there's a good opportunity for you as well. Right? She completely supports herself on the donations of other people. She's doing a good work. She's investing in schools, investing in children, uh, t- uh, presenting them with the gospel message. You can go to revealvineyard.com, give, and you can give to Young, young Life there. And that check will be passed on to them if, if you feel led on that. Here's two upcoming missionaries in our church uh, Devin and Brianne Harden uh, are with Pioneers, and uh, they are going to be sent to Japan. Matter of fact, Devin has been there for quite some time. Uh, they are preparing to go to Japan. Uh, uh, the hope is sometime this year. Uh, John and Michaela McDonald are new to Pioneers. They're not sure where they're going to land. They're just exploring this, uh, this option and what that means and what that looks like for them. But if you'd like more opportunity, uh, more information on them, pre- contact me. I'll get you information. Uh, maybe two young people are, are someone that, that you'll want to support and be a part in them sending, going with the message of God. Here's my last passage for you, Isaiah 6, 8. Then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send? And who will go for us? And I said to the Lord, Here I am, Lord, send me. Hey, are you willing to say it? Are you willing to say, Here I am? Now what that means is you're saying, Hey, send me into my workplace. Send me into my school. Send me into my neighborhood. Send me into my family, Right? And for some, it may mean, send me into another country, depending on how God is stirring you and what you're gifted for. But are you willing to say, send me? And if you're willing to say, send me, he will send you. And there will be opportunities for us to present that message. I leave you with three questions. In my neighborhood or my workplace, is it going to be any different because I'm in it? Is this world going to be any different because I'm here? And is heaven going to look any different because I brought somebody along with me? Church, you are called to be loved by God. You have been created to belong to the family of God. You are becoming the man or woman of God that he's created you to become. You have been created to bless and to serve, and you have been created. You are being called to be sent into The world with a message that they desperately need to hear. Amen. Stand with me. Today, as you leave, will be the youth fundraiser. Uh, However, you can help them, um, you know, get to camp. Hang around a little bit, have some fun. There's a pot of gold search for uh, younger children, and just um, have a good time. I think there's a Lucky Charms cereal eating contest. Frosted Lucky Charms, you know what? They are magically delicious, I'm telling you. (laughs) All right, pray with me. Lord, um, a little sad coming to the end of this journey. I think it's just been exceptional uh, for our church, and I've heard so many positive things uh, about what we've been learning and what you've been teaching us and how you've stretched us and so I'm praying that all of the information, all that we've studied, all that we've read through the book study and through the DVD study going on in the groups and all that we've been a part of, um, anchor it in us. Let us not just be hearers, now let us be doers. Let us be doers. Right now I pray that you would put an individual, maybe on someone's heart, someone's mind, of who you are sending them to. Maybe it's a person Uh, Maybe it's a workplace, maybe it's an environment, someone that you're calling them, you're sending them to with the message. Give us ideas of who we should be inviting to church through a simple invitation that they may experience the love of God. And so let us not be silent. Let us take it upon ourselves to look for opportunities as you send us. Give us the words to say, and if we don't have the answers, let us simply say, I'm not sure. Let that not hold us back. Let us be witnesses of what you have done in us. Let us just freely share what you have meant in our lives. For we have a message the world needs to hear. And so we say thank you for entrusting us with it. What an honor that we get to partner with you in gathering your family. Send us out with a mission. Send us out with a purpose. Send us out with a calling. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Church, if you need prayer or if I've never met you, come on up. We'll have someone pray for you. I'd love to meet you. Uh, Support the youth. Hang out a little bit. Have a good time. God bless you. Look forward to seeing you next week. Hey, next week we're going to have an open mic to share about uh, what this series has meant to you. I hope you're uh, you'll come back on that. Bless you.